Hello! Welcome to the Pod Chat Show. I'm your host with a Kids See Ghost, Roger Brandstetter, and that was a semi-deep cut pun. Uh, Kids See Ghost is the the name of Kanye and Kid Cudi's, uh, I don't know if it counts as a supergroup, if it's only two people, but they have an album coming out in about a month, which uh, has inspired us to talk about our favorite crazy ranting Twitter musician, Kanye West, here on the pod today. I'm here with the pod daddy himself, Mr. Jordan Smith. How are you doing tonight? I'm on my ultralight beam tonight. Unbelievable. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to talk some Kanye because, of course, he's been in the news for more than one reason or another. Yeah, we'll get there. So we're recording on May 1st. Uh, Kanye recently came back to Twitter. Uh, I think it's pretty much to promote his new album. He stayed off it for a while, and I'm not sure if that had to do with his uh, mental health situation that happened after Life of Pablo, but uh, he announced an album June 1st, so we are one month from Yeezy season, and seven days later, that album with Kanye and Kid Cudi are dropping. So, uh, I don't know. I guess let's talk about him. He's uh, love him or hate him. He's one of the most interesting individuals in entertainment and has been for a while uh, for better or for worse. So why he's been in the news and trending recently is he's uh, he's taken a liking to Donald Trump and uh, has sort of adopted the make America great again slogan, although uh, it's not totally clear if he wholly understands uh the implications that come with that do you have any initial thoughts (laughs) uh well my initial thoughts are it's all just essentially self-promotion um he very much is taking a large chapter out of the kardashian um self self social media promo book um getting his i guess name back out there because I, I i was one of them i have to admit when he first started uh tweeting about a new album and when he was finally getting back on twitter i was like okay awesome yeah i love um i love twitter kanye i remember it was either last year or two years ago i believe it was in 2016 when he had that um that twitter beef um, where he he was on Twitter just kind of going on a, a tirade tweeting about some this was granted before all the the mental health stuff but I I was there for it I was refreshing my Twitter feed like oh shit what is he gonna say next what is he gonna say next but I think for the most part I really thought Kanye I'm starting to realize this now I thought Kanye was a super interesting person because I didn't always see a whole lot of him and now he's just kind of everywhere and it's a little obnoxious yeah i would agree with that and i should probably disclose uh, i'm an enormous kanye west fan uh his music has fueled many uh workouts uh makeout sessions you know it runs the gamut kanye is a song for just about everything and i i, I know i've had tons of conversations with uh, our mutual friends, Zach and Taylor, especially when we live together about just various Kanye stuff. And um, I don't know, I, it's distressing for a lot of his fans, just demographically, 
that he is, uh, I don't know, kind of promoting Trump, that Trump retweeted him. It, it's a weird dynamic. And I mean, they're both kind of megalomaniac. They're super into their themselves. Uh, and they both go on insane, unhinged Twitter rants. And I, I, I think the content of what they're saying is very different, but it rubs a very large portion of people the wrong way. And then it rubs the uh, mega people in a completely different, like, oh, we're finally, we're finally a top tier A-list celebrity is is on the Trump train, and that's that makes me feel a lot of different things too. Look at my African American over there. Yeah, that's that's, just, that's essentially what they're all saying is like, oh, look, we have this black celebrity who is on our side, and he is um, promoting trump because we voted for trump because he's a businessman and the fact of the matter is that yeah kanye is doing these really weird things which is it's interesting too because kim kardashian has actually been one of the more outspoken um celebrities against donald trump in his views so that's kind of interesting to me and i wonder how those conversations go down in that household and essentially why Kim should be okay with this coming from Kanye because we know, you know, what sort of person Trump is. He's a misogynist. He is blatantly racist. Um, he is at just a predator essentially. And it, it's really interesting how she, if she is okay with Kanye being okay with that, because he's just choosing to ignore it. But, also, he's he's doing what a lot of what I feel like Trump supporters are doing, or at least those who still consider themselves um, Republicans and those who say, well, we should wait and see what he should what he's going to do is that they're they're kind of hiding under this cloak of, well, why can't we just love everyone? And why can't we just all be nice to one another? And yes, why can't uh, uh, all lives matter thing? It's yeah, it's the all lives matter. Put a giant encompassing blanket over all of these issues instead of trying to talk about each individual issues and eradicate them. It's it's saying that and using that verbiage to me is just taking a giant broom and sweeping all the issues under the rug because nobody's going to argue with you and say, well, we can't love everyone. It's it's really just a giant deflection of what the root issue is. Yeah, End of I, rant. <laughs> no, I I would agree with that. Um, I don't know. I have I think there's there's several there there must be like three or four theories on why Kanye is uh, all over the place with his social media, and I, like one of them one of the theories is he's just trying to promote his album. He's trying to reach across the aisle, so to speak, to um, a demographic that otherwise might not give his album a listen, perhaps trying to just get a ton of sales, get in the Grammy conversation right now. And I, th I think that's the one I believe the most. Um, there's another theory, I guess, that he's just like a legitimately crazy person, which is at least a little bit true. And, uh, just really needs the attention. And then there's the theory that he actually believes all this. And I don't know if that is true. Just it's, 
it's out there. This is a very odd situation. 2018 is very vexing for a lot of us. Yeah, well, Kanye is and always has been a narcissist and always will be a narcissist. That's just like within his personality. That's, you know, it can be a detrimental thing, but it's also part of what has contributed to his greatness. You know, being able to uh, feel that you are such a great artist and creator to take chances on um, different styles of music and different sounds, um, different, of course, clothing and um all the fashion stuff that he's into uh but also if people remember too that when when bleach blonde haired kanye went to trump tower after um trump was elected in 2016 he he kind of put on this this persona or his message was, well, I think it's important to open up a dialogue with no matter who's in charge that it it was that sort of thing, which, I mean, if you believe it or not, it's completely different from what he's preaching now, which is odd. So if he is um, gaining new followers or if he is, you know, reaching out to a different subsection of people Um, of new fans it doesn't really matter because at this point with how how erratic he's been with the tmz stuff today people are going to tune in on either side of this issue or of these issues and they're going to want to hear what he's saying in his songs so it's it's generally trying to gain mass appeal at this point yeah it's sort of the um his song famous paradigm like Taylor Swift, essentially, or her legal team, I don't really know how it all went down, but they pointed out like, oh, this is not a good message or whatever the hell she said. And that ended up drawing way more attention to the song than it otherwise would have gotten. It got people who are died in the world, Taylor Swift fans who would never touch a Kanye album to go, oh, I wonder what he said on this to diss my favorite person. Or snake person, whatever she is. <laughs> well, see, I love both. I'm a big Kanye fan musically, and I'm a big Taylor Swift fan musically. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, think... I really don't care what they do or say personally. Uh, people accuse Taylor of not saying enough, and now people are accusing Kanye of saying too much. For me, I'm just like, I, I just want to hear their music, to be yeah. honest with you. I think the bottom, one of the bottom lines is like, no one was taking Kanye's political opinions seriously before, and we still shouldn't be. He's still a crazy person. As much as I love him in uh, a little bit before this, my opinions cooled a little bit. But as much as we all love his music, like his political opinion doesn't particularly matter. He's not making Vietnam War protest songs. Uh, they're songs about how he made Taylor Swift famous and... Uh, I mean, even the ones that have more of a racial component where he's talking about the African-American experience in America are not really, I mean, he's coming from a place where he's like one of the three most famous people in the world. And like, even if he was asking for money from Mark Zuckerberg, he still is fairly well off. I'm pretty sure Kim gifted him a Lambo at some point for his birthday. Yeah. Remember when, what was it like the Grammys or the MTV movie awards? Um, he was like 
I swear to God, he was just super stoned. And he he gave that speech that kind of sparked the Kanye 2020 stuff. Um, that oh, was, yeah. He that said was like he was a, stoned on stage. <laughs> yeah, that was like a giant, essentially a giant middle finger to Trump at the same time. So I'm kind of, I'm a little bit skeptical about why all this stuff is coming out or why he's saying all these things now or why he's trying to preach all these things now. And I, I don't know. I'm a little bit concerned with yeah, so. the, just, I mean, I know Kim said something to the effect of just because he's expressing these views doesn't mean you have to go after his mental state. Um, and I totally agree. That was but, a super good point, by the way, her rant on that was very poignant. I liked that a lot. And I, I normally mean, don't listen to anything Kim says. I mean, people knock the Kardashians, but Kim's actually a very smart person she's pretty socially conscious and she's had some very good statements on certain things despite how some people like to view how she attained her fame oh yeah for sure but she also like didn't use any of her like parents money like she became this way based on her own brilliance like you might not like how she did it and you might think that she's skeezy or whatever but she is a multimillionaire on her own talents and that's impressive and it People can call her dumb, but I, I, mean, I don't think there's any accidental millionaires, really. Shouts to the late, great Rob Kardashian Sr. Yeah, <sighs> pour one out. But what I, what I was saying, though, is that all these conflicting views and bouncing around back and forth, if, if it isn't an issue of instability, then it needs to be more consistent. Like, I, I don't respect you bouncing back and forth between ideals like you are how old kanye like 45 or something like you're a grown-ass man you should have your your morals and your values pretty well established at this point and taking such a zigzag trajectory is not being creative it's not being a free thinker it's just being inconsistent yeah so i'm not the thing that I rub up against most with his Giggity. tweets and his, yeah. <laughs> and with his, uh, the things that he's been saying, like in terms of where they lie on the political aisle is that he's like embracing the make America great again movement. He's embracing Trump. And then he's preaching about being open-minded and loving everyone. And that very much is not what anything Trump has said or done has been about. And I don't, I don't, uh, crap caps and, uh, Raptors are going to OT. <laughs> uh, my, my streaming stopped, so I couldn't even watch that. We're multitasking here, everyone. Um, <laughs> I mean the, the entire, there's, there must be hundreds or thousands of pictures of the people who support Trump and think that he's making America great again, but they're in shirts that say Trump, that bitch or Trump. 2016 fuck your feelings like very much has nothing to do with open-mindedness empathy like the things that loving people like that's not that's not what that movement is about and i think like as well-meaning as kanye may be i think he just idolizes someone donald trump who uh is strikingly similar to him in many ways so i don't know it's weird it's weird out here there's a bitter irony to that 
Um, I can't say I'm supportive of Kanye right now. Um, I don't know if I'll be one of the people that are first, I mean, digitally first in line to listen to his new seven album or seven song album that comes out. Um, largely because he is spreading a lot of ignorance to this point um, to kind of bounce off the irony of his preaching love in the face of what um, Donald Trump has said and what some of his supporters, you know, espouse. But the, the fact that he was tweeting yesterday or two days ago about how the Republicans were the ones that freed the slaves because Abraham Lincoln was a Republican without doing his due diligence to know that um, within our timeline that the Republicans and Democrats essentially flipped uh, names, uh, flipped names or flipped ideologies, depending on whichever way you want to look at it. Um, pretty much due to the civil rights act too that was just such a whiff by him i and for someone who is 40 years old to not i mean granted he did say it himself it was like a text from somebody that he just because he's been doing this thing where he's been posting text images on twitter listeners if uh text kanye be prepared for him to uh put that (laughs) shit on twitter (laughs) it was it's an endorsement really like that's essentially what it is um it's almost like a retweet in that sense and you know shout out to john legend and charlemagne the god for because he posted messages from them too who were like correctly educating him on the topic um he was also having this rant at tmz today or whatever about the kind of suggesting that slavery was a choice and oh yeah like, that. that is a a wild stretch and that flies entirely in the face of what indentured servitude means and that's just in this climate not something that you can say even if you're trying to get this idea idea across like i can see maybe a little bit he was trying to say like well why, like why i think what he's yeah i'm sorry why didn't they like when they're being captured or something why didn't they fight back a little bit more or, or what have you but that's essentially blaming a woman for being raped yeah that's victim um, blaming that's it's the same situation so it's it's just he doesn't have my support right now i mean I, i'm a fan of his music. I'll listen to the college dropout any day of the week, but that's, I'm not a fan right now. Yeah. We can get to our hopes for the album towards the end of this, but um, I know, I guess let's get back to this, this outline. Uh, So all this uh, is a long Twitter silence. He was previously not on Twitter at all. He had deleted his account um, and was camped out in Wyoming, which Maybe that's contributing to some of his political ideals uh, in creating an album. But this was this uh, silence came at the end of his Life of Pablo tour and press junket, um, where he was. I'm pretty sure he was working on his Yeezus line, as well as uh, doing all of his album promotion. And um, he essentially just lost it. I think if you remember that SNL episode where he was on. Uh, where he's just like laying on the ground. He's just like exhausted. His voice sounded off. Um, I think Sia was there and she was like, what the f-? 
heck is going on? But uh, did you see her face though? You very much could not. You couldn't. <laughs> you could not see her. Uh, and you could still tell she was shocked. Yeah, I mean, it was just not. Is very strange. So, uh, very odd. I don't really know what happened. It seems like maybe he's lost it a little bit more, but I don't. I don't really quite know. Uh, I kind of miss. This is a little bit cliche, but I kind of miss the old Kanye, and not like the old like college dropout Kanye, but uh, just. Uh, before this, where he would have like very random tweets, like he was going off on Twitter in 2016. Take it from someone who had uh, text alerts for every uh, tweet that he sent. But uh, the one that I remember most was he just tweeted out, "I'm a fix wolves," which was one hilarious because wolves was uh, it needed fixing. It, it is better now that he fixed it, but also. No one really knew if he meant wolves like the song on Life of Pablo or wolves like canine animal. It was like super out of context tweets. It was hilarious, though. Um, so I guess we're talking a little bit about past albums now. Um, and I guess we probably got a little bit of a vibe of where you're at with Kanye, but uh, you want to list your favorite album or albums of his? Um, so I, I jotted down three. My favorite forever and always will be the college dropout i love that album um i think it's perfect from you know the intro i mean there's a lot of like skits and um things like that within the album i think it's like 21 tracks long um but i'll still go through and listen to all of them there are several several bangers on there the skits Um, are funny too Yes, the skits are funny. I believe they're done by D. Ray Davis, um, which uh, he's hilarious. Um, Then I have my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which coincidentally, I kind of think the last time that was the last time that he was truly great on an album. Um, He's had, you know, subsequent albums that have had good songs or bangers. But that's another one where you can just go through and find like seven tracks that you can't skip over at least that's the minimum um and then i have graduation uh because my favorite song comes off of graduation our favorite song of kanye's comes off of there um and i think there are some underrated tracks on graduation as well yeah there are i think there's some underrated tracks on all these to be honest but so my list my uh i'm a little bit more new kanye in terms of his style more towards the later part of his career versus the beginning. But that being said, there's obviously hella bangers on like late registration, college dropout. I feel like graduation is a little bit newer feeling. It's just like kind of glossier, but my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is unimpeachable as a work of art. Like every song is amazing. Like there is, I'm in awe every time I listen to, like all of the lights, which is, uh, I, I guess it's sort of the basic pick for like, oh, this is the best song on that album. But Runaway on Watch on uh, Twisted Fantasy is like my all-time favorite song. It's the, the music video visually was unbelievable. The song was insane. Like, by the way, I was God. geeking super hard when you started hearing those Runaway keys during Westworld this past week. Yeah, did you, it's, you watch it, right? 
Yes, and I was, like, I was as well. Awesome. And that Excellent. entire scene, <laughs> we should probably do another TV pod soon, but that entire scene, uh, they had like a piano in the background playing it super subtly. And I had to be quiet because it was like 1130 at night here and I needed to turn the TV down, but I could still tell that was Runaway because I could pick that song out of a lineup because it's my favorite Kanye song. So <laughs> for me, it's Dark Twisted Fa- or yeah, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um, I think I like... Jesus, second best. That came out at a little, I guess, a little bit of a formative time for me, but the industrial, minimalist, just like, I'm going to take my football and go home, fuck everyone. Like, I just love that vibe. And there's some legit bangers on that. Black Skinhead is like unbelievable. Like, I get pumped every single time I hear that. I have several of those tracks on my workout playlist. Like, that's just how hard it goes blood on the leaves is ridiculous yes. and bound Two is like it's really corny but it's also like a really good song uh yeah. and then like if i had to pick a third it'd probably be college dropout but i mean it's really really hard to rank these uh just every album is good and even like the ones that haven't done as well um critically like good music cool summer which is not technically a kanye album but he's on like 70 percent of the songs uh is awesome like there's a lot of really really good songs and super talented artists on there watch the throne with him and jay-z is unbelievable and n-words in paris is like see ultimate, i was gonna i was gonna turn up song. oh for sure watch the throne just because it's like a, a combo album yeah which, i mean it's it's like run the jewels though you know I what I mean? Would imagine, given Kanye and Jay Z's relationship, that Kanye made a large portion of the beats for "Watch the Throne." But I yeah, that's true. Probably if, should research that a little bit more. I mean, if you look at Jay Z's track history, I mean, there's decades it's, of songs to go over, but none of them really sound all too close to "Watch the Throne." Yeah, so the one album that we really have not mentioned at all is 808s and Heartbreak, which is debatably the most influential out of all of these albums in terms of today's hip-hop, what we, hip-hop and rap, uh, what we're hearing from, like, Drake and other kind of almost, like, emo rap, sing stuff, auto-tune. Um, you can hear a little bit of 808s and Good Kid, Mad City from Kendrick Lamar, too. It's just... And it never gets any love, but it's once you turn it on, it's very tough to turn that album off too. Yeah, I would say that that might be his most like artistically creative album. Um, that one came right after graduation, I believe. Yeah. You can start you can start hearing hints of that in graduation, maybe like him experimenting with some new um, instrumentals in the studio that sounds similar to 808s, but. It's not my most favorite to listen to. Um, a lot of the songs are pretty depressing. Um, yeah, it's a mood I, album for sure. Yeah. At the time that it came out too, I, I heard Love Lockdown like 12 times a day. Like I was in high school working at a restaurant um, and I, I just heard it on the radio just like every other song, which was, it drove me nuts. So, Which is rough. The world wasn't ready for it. It got virtually no love from critics at the time which is kind of it's not necessarily a recurring theme for his first three albums but for dark twisted 
well, that one was loved at the beginning too. I guess Jesus 808s and Life of Pablo have, uh, were not loved immediately, but as time has gone on, um, the trend has sort of been like, oh, these were actually like stupid good albums and people like uh, Adele should not have beat Dark Twisted Fantasy for whatever. Oh, definitely not. Um, I didn't like The Life of Pablo that much. Um, I think conceptually it was a good idea because he kept on like working on things. Like he understood that it was a digital album. Um, and that essentially means that you can make changes to it if you want. You're not, you know, printing off, you know, millions of CDs to get shipped out to Best Buy and Target. Um, it was a good idea, but also some of the songs I will agree are a little, I don't know. The thing for Pablo with me was it felt like a little bit of a letdown after Jesus, um, pretty much because like just the transitions between songs in Jesus were like almost seamless. Like if you were thinking, um, gosh, I can't think of the exact transition. The one, uh, the second song in the two song uh, set is uh, Hold My Liquor. And it just like, they blend together so well. And I mean, that was, I, that was super true of Dark Twisted Fantasy too. And that's where Kanye's albums have been at their best is when these trans transitions between songs just feel organic and uh, the songs can be very different, but blend together and you just can't, press pause because I, why would you press pause on awesome music? Um, and the other thing, so I liked that you had mentioned this about Pablo where he can do the update to whatever songs often as he liked. And while that was weird, I, and I don't, I don't think I can think of anyone who's done that since that, it, that seemed very revolutionary at the time that he did if that makes sense. Like you can try as long as you want to perfect this album and that very well could have taken off and it doesn't seem to have. And I think that's probably for the best, but I don't know. I thought it was cool. Like, okay, people are a little bit weirded out by wolves. So I'm going to go make it better, make it just a little bit cooler, a little bit catchier. So people like the song more. Yeah. I mean, I, I get what he was going for that. Like he didn't want his, art to be a finished product and that you can always make improvements upon it. Um, I don't know. I, I listen to like a, still a few songs to on that album pretty regularly. Um, obviously like ultralight beam, uh, father stretch my hands waves famous. Uh, but it's not one. I, particularly pick these albums because it's like okay which ones do i still just put on track one and let play all the way through um i don't think life of pablo is one of those that's an album where i cherry pick my favorites um yeah for sure but yeah that that, that was my rationale so we talked about favorite albums uh I was going to ask about favorite songs, but I know that's hard. And the reason I know that's hard is there was a thing on Twitter not that long ago. It was during March Madness where um, 
Carrington Harrison on Twitter, which is his handle is C. It's spelled out C dot Harrison, two R's, uh, created a like a March Madness style bracket with 64 of Kanye's songs and the internet. Well, the Kanye internet went a little bit crazy trying to, it ended up being like a Twitter poll where people voted and that's how it was determined who won. But people made their own brackets to try to, um, I guess, sort of predict it a little bit. And the consensus among what seemed to be everyone was that the seating was like really bad. <laughs> like there are songs that uh, people like, but were ranked higher than like legit like number one hits that he's had. Um, and so uh, when that came out, I had created a bracket. So I sort of narrowed down my favorite songs, which was super hard because there were times where it was like, you have to pick between whatever runaway and all of the lights two amazing songs in their own right. And it's it, having to pick a favorite between those two or between runaway and Jesus walks feels impossible. Yeah, for me, it was a lot of the, the seating. I'm pulling up the the bracket right now. Um, there are a few just, like, very bad seatings. Oh, geez, I can't even. But the other thing is that. that, I mean, I'm not the biggest music guy, but I had, like, heard and know the lyrics to, like, 63 of the 64 songs, and I'm not sure how many other artists could get this type of reaction for this type of uh twitter experiment yeah you saw a lot of other i mean for whatever reason the people went crazy with bracketology this this year and doing other things um with it like you had like a a disney bracket and things like that but even those they couldn't come up with like 64 seeds which was insane and you look at all these um songs on the kanye bracket and you're like oh okay yeah like, I, I, can I know the lyrics those. to the 15 seeds all of them yes like um i, I don't think dark fantasy should be a, a 13 seed like that that hooks you in you might think you've made the scene my beautiful dark twisted fantasy like that that is a great intro song um what are some other ones no more parties in LA was another fourteen, I believe. Given relative to everything else, that seems fair. But I mean, that was a fun. The once it was on the album where it got the um, the remix on it, it was awesome. Yeah, like, get them high versus. Bogus. I'm just glad Drunken Hot Girls wasn't in there. Yeah. I think that's consensus worst kind of fair. Yeah. Famous was another like 14 seed, which was a little odd to me, but just by comparison to some other tracks on there, I didn't yeah. think. I mean, you could tell that the creator C dot Harrison on Twitter uh, is definitely more of an old Kanye, like a college dropout late registration fan versus the new ones, just based on the seedings, which rubbed some people the wrong way, but uh, what struck me is like everyone disagreed about the seatings, but everyone didn't ever agree on like which ones were misseated. So someone would be like, Oh, crack music's way too low. And someone else would be like, what the hell are you talking about? That one's way too high. We should put uh, whatever bound to up much yeah. higher. 
Well, you can tell that too because he has last call on there from the college dropout, which is like thirty-three spoken word song. Yeah, it's like thirty-three percent song and like sixty-six point six percent like skit and you know spoken. Let me tell you about when I got in a car crash. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but I mean. the beat on that was awesome, and he drops That's some true. amazing bars within a short amount of time. Uh, you know, oh my God, is that a black card? I turned around and replied, why, yes, but I prefer the term African-American Express. Like, come on, that goes so hard. Yeah, unbelievable. Like, he's just... I, I think this is why this this whole Twitter thing recently is so rough is because he has 64 legit songs that people will argue over like the 16 seeds over one seeds. And it's just, it's a very beloved artist, even if he's a total asshole most of the time. Well, he, in yeah, he makes really great music, but you want him to be more like chance the rapper who is just, you know, as wholesome as they come just fully midwestern chicago wholesome and kanye is cut from the same cloth being from chicago but it just for whatever reason didn't turn out that way everybody obviously has their own path where you're born doesn't determine what kind of person you are but man you really feel the the midwest like ah shucks come out of chance the rapper yeah chance had his own tweet this week too which was not great but which he did apologize for in like a, a three page you know iphone I notes. that i don't really need yeah. to, an apology from him his point is well taken but it it's an election year chance you need to fucking calm down well he is he and he's he is our age like he is our demographic he I th- actually, I think he's only like 23 or something like that yet, but he's, he's in the same generation that just idolizes Kanye. So of course he wanted to jump in and defend him because yeah. like I, I mean, get it looks up to him entirely. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So I have a table in this, uh, this little preview I sent you. Um, and my question I'm posing to you is why hasn't Kanye won the best album Grammy before? And for some of these, like I, I put these in a table just for uh, ease of looking at them along with a little bit of commentary. And there's a few of these that did deserve to win best album. And there's a few that just like came in years where it just wasn't going to happen. I don't know. Um, the biggest one that everyone talks about is dark fantasy which wasn't even considered for best album, even though it won best rap album. It was not even included in the best overall album category, despite, uh, I think Bruno Mars was included in best album discussion, but the best rap album that I have ever heard was not. And that was, that was a shame. I think that's a little bit of a Grammy hate that just he was not going to win based on, preconceived notions no matter how good his album was yeah um he i mean in in hindsight i guess people liked 21 adele was relatively new on the scene for when that came out um my beautiful dark twisted fantasy just from the top down though i thought should have won essentially um like i'm not gonna like sorry what's that 
Go oh on. no, I was asking when did they introduce the category of best rap album? Because it was fairly recent, and in doing so, they wanted to, I guess, not make it as white as it has been. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I'm looking that up right now, but it seems like, um, I mean, the rap album, I don't think has ever won best album, has it? Like, no matter, it seems like for album of the year, they will take a rock album, a rap album, a vocal, they'll throw in a country occasionally, and there's like a wild card. And I'm fairly sure that there's not been a rapper that's won this, and that doesn't rub me quite right just like there's been a few years where it's like literally insane where you're picking um i don't know just some generic average widely popular artist like this year was bruno mars uh over someone like childish gambino whose album was vastly superior or um lord's album was better it's just no, no. Uh, first uh, rap Grammy was in 1996. Well, I got some heat on Twitter for calling Bruno Mars's album just not as good. And Same. I'm like, Same. I get it because it has a lot of commercial value, but um, it sounds it like, like you said, Childish Gambino, he literally did an entirely new genre and made an excellent album um made an album that you would think that's something that the grammy you know voters would enjoy which is you know just a a soul just an entirely soulful you know musical album um like remember in a couple years ago when beck won best album and like literally nobody even knew that beck had a new album out like who the hell was listening for a new beck yeah i don't quite know how something like that beats something like i think that must have been jesus or paul it doesn't really matter it's i'm sure that it's good but i haven't listened to it and i don't know anyone who has and i, I know a lot maybe that's just selective friends like i just know people who like Kanye better than Beck, but it's, I don't think that has had as lasting an impact as whatever album it was up against. Well, and for the record, Kendrick Lamar, because of Damn, won a Pulitzer Prize, which Bruno Mars did not and will not ever come close to winning a Pulitzer Prize. I'm sorry. Are you telling me that Strawberry Champagne on Ice is not going to win any sort of literary prize? That's, I mean... Come on, you got to dig a little bit deeper. They're having a little bit of a um, an opposite of the the Oscar situation where they're voting for just mass appeal instead of what truly is. They're selectively voting for mass appeal because there will be years where someone like Beck wins and beats whoever, and there will be years where Bruno Mars wins, and it always seems like it's like, literally anything except the rappers yeah there's i mean kanye was nominated in 05 um yeah so he was nominated for best album in 04 05 and 07 and for college dropout late registration and graduation 
that first year in 2004 for the college dropout, widely regarded as like his best album by some of us. Uh, it was beat out by a uh, Ray Charles album, which, you know, legendary piano and singer guy, but his album was not new songs. It was literally covers like duets with other famous musicians of his old songs and that he got juice off of the the ray movie right from that wasn't that around that same time i have no idea but i don't understand how an album comprised mostly of covers moves the needle more than the college dropout with jesus walks on it well i mean let's take another example to herbie hancock beat out graduation Yes, so Which. he's. A, oh, and that album too was bullshit. Uh, I'm sure it's very good, but uh, it was uh, a tribute album and a bunch of covers. None of those were new songs. How does that yeah. artistically move music forward versus nor, graduation, where you're blending Daft Punk and Kanye West? Nora Jones, Corinne Bailey Ray, Tina Turner on that Herbie Hancock album, and not like features. Yeah, I'm just. Very salty about those two. Um, Late Registration was nominated and did not win because the album Vertigo. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's the U2 album featuring the song Vertigo. You know, one, two, three, 14. Oh, no. tres, catorce. Shout out to Johnny Drama. <laughs> uh,. What happened? 2008, Relapse by Eminem uh, was voted best rap album over 808s and Heartbreak, which in the moment probably made sense. Not a lot of people liked it. And I remember that Relapse album being very large, primarily because it was a plot device on Entourage. Yeah. See, that's one of those instances where it's like he won, Eminem won for that album, but it was decidedly not his best album. It's like for me, it's like Leo winning his Oscar for Revenant when I feel like that is just not his strongest role. Like, I think he has excellent. better roles. Excellent analogy. Um, best best album, I think, was Fearless by Taylor Swift that year. Fearless was dynamite, though. Like, dude, I like Fearless. <laughs> I, I don't get influenced anyone. <laughs> I think it's a good album with a lot of fun songs, but 808... And heartbreak uh, made Drake Drake, and he can literally release like he can release views a trash album, and it will be number one for weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I obviously again, I'm extremely biased, but uh, some of these are just like goofy as hell. Uh, the one that makes me the most angry, other than uh, Dark Fantasy, and we can skip over these. This is getting a little bit drawn out, but in 2013. Macklemore beat Jesus for uh, best rap album, which is a fucking joke. Yeah, that one's super screwy. Oh, it also um, beat Good Kid, Mad City. If, yeah. If Jesus is in your speed, let me tell you about this other album that is widely regarded as very, very good. If you're if you're looking at it, so um, the heist won best rap album, but Daft Punk won album of the year. Um, the heist was probably the, th- th- 
it's wow. not it's not in the top five for albums between best rap album and album of the year like red by taylor swift and good kid mad city are already better than the heist um shouts to quinn but me and him were banging the heist you know when when that came out we had that we had that album going but it it quickly dissipated from our um you know popular culture bubble fuck dude i remember the three weeks when thrift shop was really popular those were some fun weeks but uh, like- i credit quinn because he he did something where he got the album sent to him and like i i swear to god we were listening to like thrift shop and castle and gold by macklemore like a couple weeks before we started hearing it every time we went to lucky's on thursday night um but it it was literally by that time where we're just like okay like i don't need to hear thrift shop every time i get in the goddamn car yeah yeah yeah. 20 dollars in your pocket we we yes we get, it. we get it you made goodwill cool for about five months hey man goodwill is still very cool donating your gently used items to the less fortunate is it is very cool shouts to goodwill but it it made it like a thing like oh let's go to the thrift store let's get thrifty yeah yeah i don't know that was didn't we did we went macklemore macklemore apologized for something at some point to someone didn't he I don't know. What's the I, I vaguely remember he sent like a I'm sorry text to it might have been Kendrick or I think it was to Kendrick actually. Sorry, no, either to Kendrick that. or uh or Chance, but he like apologized for beating him, which I thought was hilarious and also like uh it, it rubbed me the like it's weird that he couldn't just accept the award. Or yeah. say, I think you should have won, but I'm very happy. I, I don't know. It rubbed me very odd. <laughs> Oddly. Very so much. Let's, uh, let's wrap up a little bit. Do you have any favorite Kanye West moments? Oh, my favorite Kanye West moment? Don't take uh, my number one. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not taking your number one. I think I have it right here. Are you venturing into the fashion industry? Am I venturing into the fashion industry? Can you see this cup? That that was one of my favorite Kanye moments because it was super innocent. Me and Zach were all into that moment. Do you see this cup? And it wasn't anything controversial. It wasn't him insulting anybody or just being a, a general jackass. It was just like, okay, this is just a great Kanye moment that you can you can quote this line and throw it into your your lexicon of phrases. Yeah, Kanye's he's been incredible in moments for sure. So uh, I I listed three. Number three isn't really a moment. It's just his tweet about uh, the water bottle on a plane. Like he fell asleep on a plane and tweeted, fell asleep, woke up with a water bottle next to me, and now I got to be responsible for this water bottle, which was stupid and really funny that's like literally the most relatable kanye moment of all time like everybody was just like like hell yeah i felt that way in in some form at some point one time like oh somebody left their trash here i can't be the one to just leave it here so now i'm responsible for this garbage yeah (laughs) love it uh my number two is the taylor swift incident yo taylor I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. 
One of the best videos of all time. I mean, people don't even really remember now, like, what was Taylor's album and what was Beyonce's album? Like, at that time, I like, think it was for best, your head. best music video, and I think it was Single Ladies versus whatever she had out in 2000, whatever, eight. Okay, see, I didn't even remember that it was for best video. It's more remembered for, you know, Kanye being drunk and having being- a pretty goofy haircut but and a leather shirt yes. no less unbelievable and just, and just it, it was like la la land winning best picture and then oh no it was moonlights <laughs> I, I often um think about what his career arc would be like if he had not done that um i don't think twisted fantasy would have been as good for sure i think that's when this is when i like before this incident is where I wish Kanye would go back to. You were talking before about the cliches. I miss the old Kanye, not necessarily meaning I miss like late registration Kanye, but more of like, this is when Kanye started becoming famous for more than making music. Like this is when, you know, you're, you're just general, you know, even baby boomer or, you know, middle forties, 50 year old just knew who Kanye was, even if they didn't listen to rap music. This is when he started getting on everybody's radar. Um, and I miss more of the days when he was just solely famous for producing and making good music. Yeah, that's fair. So my number one best Kanye moment, it should come as no surprise to anyone. Uh, it's the hurricane Katrina fundraiser video. (laughs) (laughs) So Hurricane Katrina was a natural disaster, just huge, ridiculous, unprecedented tragedy at the time. So him and Mike Myers are on TV. Mike Myers of Austin Powers and SNL fame are on TV doing like a telethon to raise money. Uh, Mike Myers is giving a very passionate speech in a tone very similar to mine. Uh, And then he looks at Kanye and Kanye looks into the camera and goes, George Bush doesn't care about black people. And then Mike Myers gives Mike him Myers a look where he's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> the most oh, shit face I have ever seen. And then they cut, I don't remember to who, was it, uh, gosh, Chris Tucker maybe? They they cut away, and his face was also oh, shit. It's unbelievable, and it's so funny. That was like the first time anything like that truly happened i remember around that time like the dixie chicks criticized george bush like rightfully criticized george bush but they kind of got ostracized for it um yeah the country crowds don't uh dig that so much yeah i think i think that's also the last time that i've seen like the physical presence of mike myers i don't know where he's been are you saying glorious bastards no he's not Yes, he is. No, he's not. As who? I've seen uh, that movie like a thousand times. He's the guy who briefs. Um, he's British. He briefs one of the generals. And there's a globe in the room. There's an enormous map. He is 1,000% in Inglorious Bastards. I am so Googling this right it's, now. It's uh, so. not as good as the Love Guru, but it's it's fine. <laughs> Wow, I don't even recall that, and I freaking love Inglorious Bastards, Gorlami. If, if you're <laughs> if you're watching it, you'll see him for sure. 
Damn. All right. Oh, you're right. You are so right. I got to go back and correct myself. I mean, I guess trivia. he's had a few Shrek movies since 05, too. Trivia God over here. Uh, okay. Final final thought is any hopes for the new album? Um, my hopes for the new album aren't strong. Um, I think he's kind of in this space where he's trying to be creative for creativity's sake and not because it's something that comes natural. Um, I, I think that kind of comes out in his tweets and his rhetoric over the past couple weeks is just, it's, it's something that's being a little bit forced. Um, so I can see him trying to do some, some weird things, you know, like skippity do doodly do like that sort of thing and kind of trying to pass it off as innovative. But I mean, even the most innovative tech companies have some failures. So yeah, like Kanye's not putting a headphone jack on their freaking phone. <laughs> Sometimes uh, you, you overextend yourself with what you think are just completely innovative ideas. And that, I think that's what Kanye does. I really hope there are some awesome tracks on here because we are at the first of May and we need a song of the summer. So I, I I'm really hoping for something, but my, I'm not betting the house on it. All right. I'm not really betting the house either. I'm hoping it's very good. And I'm thinking it probably will be just based on my tastes. I mean, I, I liked life of Pablo. I liked Jesus. Um, the poopity scoop that you referenced is his <laughs> uh, new quote unquote song, lift yourself, which he had tweeted out um listener if you have a moment i guess i'd go listen to it the beat is fire and then he starts rhyming poop and scoop for about two minutes and it's uh i don't know it's a little weird i'm i'm hoping that was just uh him putting the beats where they should be and he was just rhyming and this is a exercise he does but there is the off chance that that's an actual song <laughs> uh so this is going to be a seven song album i don't know i'm hopeful that it will be very good I like that there is a very clear, at least as of right now, there's a very clear path for its release versus Life of Pablo, which seemed like it was never coming out. And then all of a sudden it came out just randomly at like 2 a.m. on a Saturday. Um, I, I, I'm just curious to see if he still got it, I guess. And I don't know, based on the beat that we heard, even in his throwaway like joke song, I don't know. I think it could be very good. I my biggest above all else hope is like it's not like this big like pro Trump album where he just like it's like yeah Donald Trump's the best. Didn't I? I can't rap, so I'm not going to be able to come up <laughs> with a rhyme for that. But I don't want this to be this big Make America Great Again album. Like I just want to hear him talk about how he spilled bleach on his T-shirt. Like that is cool with me. I'm super down with that. I mean, remember like. Jesus walks when he was very being very uh very bright about um slavery and just the plight of the African American. I'm hoping he remembers some of that. I'm st still excited for the collaborations and who knows with a seven track album maybe it'll be a a less is more type of deal. You know, if he's been spending all this time in Wyoming working on all these tracks maybe really 
been able to focus on them and produce something that's so, gold. So from everything I've read and heard, I mean, all the collaborators that worked on this with him are all all-stars. I mean, they're the same people that were on Pablo, Jesus. I mean, they're people that he trusts and whose reputations are on the line. So I don't know. I'm hoping it's seven, like 10 minute songs would be great, but chance the rapper, right? Um, I don't know if chance was there. He may very well have been, we know kid Cuddy was for sure. There were rumors that Drake was, um, two chains is probably lurking somewhere. TI. Yeah. T- um, I, I don't know. I'm sure there'll be some, I know that Rick Rubin, the bearded white guy who somehow knows all about rap was there as a producer. So <laughs> I guess we'll see. Um, any last thoughts before we sign off? Can we find you anywhere on social media or, or read any content that you might produce somewhere? I guess. I mean, you can listen to me tweet or see me tweet rather um, on the Twitters at Jordan underscore Smith 27. Um, you can find some of my writing at acmepackingcompany.com or faketeams.com both football related websites or you can hear me um weekly on the thursday podcast um called the rb1 uh podcast uh go download that and subscribe to that as well and i am your host with uh, i'm not gonna say it again i'm your host roger branster you can find me uh at raj underscore podge on twitter.com I'm Raj15Podge on Instagram Uh, I hope you guys have a good night Cavs won Uh, enjoy your night everyone thanks